Lord Jesus, you're worthy, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise God. Praise the Lord, praise God. Thank you so much for your response and worship. Thank you so much for all that you've done. And as I thought of Tyler as he began to tell his grandmother's story, I thought of all the stories here, where you've come from, your story of where perhaps that you found the Lord or maybe your grandparents or their grandparents. Whatever the case is, you are blessed more than you can imagine. Hallelujah. You are mightily blessed of God. Praise God. If you wouldn't mind standing with me for the reading of the Word, this is going to be a little bit different today because uh, it's going to be a, a team effort. Pastor J Jason and I are going to team preach today. <clears throat> so we've each got about 45 minutes to an hour. So, <clears throat> But don't worry, it'll go just really, really quick. No, seriously, we're not going to be very long, but, uh, but, but I, I think when, when you begin, I'm, I'm going to read in Acts chapter 2. I'm, I'm sure we've not heard that before yet today. Amen. But this is Pentecost Sunday, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I, Brother Jeff, if we had 10 people to come up here in different times, they gave their testimony, and everyone shared Acts chapter 2 it would still not be enough, would it? Amen. We could hear this over and over and over. Acts chapter 2, verse number 1. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting and they were appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire and sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Woo, hallelujah. It never gets old. Pentecost. You can be seated. Jesus had told his disciples, wait in Jerusalem for the promise of God. He said, you shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost in just a few days. It is absolutely necessary that we understand Jesus used the word baptize, which means to immerse, to submerge, to make fully wet. Well, you're talking about something that is not to make fully wet, but yet that's the word Jesus used. Up until this time, it had only been used to describe a person being totally immersed in water. And so, but he used this term so that he could explain to the disciples, so that he could explain to you and I, explain to all that would hear him that baptize was something that they had never experienced, but you're going to be what Jesus said to them. You're going to be dunked. You're going to be submerged. You're going to be immersed in the Holy Ghost. 
They had seen John baptizing, and they knew they took him down in the water, and they completely dunked him. He said, in just a few days, you're going to be dunked in the Holy Ghost. You're going to be covered in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Hallelujah. You will receive power after this momentous baptism. Jesus warned them. Here, once again, listen to me. You will be dunked. You will be submerged in the awesome presence of God. But you must wait here in Jerusalem. Don't leave. Wait here in Jerusalem. There, there's going to be a promise from, from God to you. How did they wait? The scripture says they continued in prayer and supplication. When they sought his presence, he baptized them with the Holy Ghost and with his power. Now, let me interject the Azusa Street Revival was born as those tarried in prayer, much like those of the early church. I read that hours upon hours, days upon days, they prayed and sought the Lord, and, and they, they looked to the Lord Jesus. You see, Pentecost just simply means 50. 50 days after the Passover. 50 days after the offering. 50 days when the... And, and this 50 days when it was completed, another, another uh, feast day for the, for the, the, the Jews. And, and, and after this, this was completed, suddenly, uh, 50 days after, finally, the Word of God says, finally, the day, finally, the time of Pentecost arrived. And suddenly, there was a sound of heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, it filled the house where they were sitting. It filled all of the house. Suddenly a sound came forth, and, and, and as of rushing mighty wind, and there's a, a, the presence of God filled the house. And they become baptized, immersed, submerged in the presence of Almighty God. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. You could look out across all of those that had filled with the Holy Ghost, and you could see tongues of fire setting upon their heads, signifying the first offering, the first sacrifice, where the presence of the Lord came down, and the fire of the Lord came down and consumed the first sacrifice. Tongues of fire. Tongues that they had never known before. But it was unlike anything that they had ever seen. Foreigners were visiting Jerusalem. Every language on, on the, the then known world was spoken. They came to, to worship the Lord. They came from all of their countries round about for the feast of Pentecost. And they were astounded. They heard all these locals that they knew were only from Jerusalem. They heard them speaking in their own language. They marveled. They were astounded. They were amazed. They were blown away. How could this be? But not only that, these folks were acting crazy. They were running aisles. They were bouncing around trying to climb walls. They were rolling under chairs. 
I think it was probably worse than that. <clears throat> they went outside, and they were speaking in the language of these people, the, the presence and the wonderful works of God. As they were, as they were speaking, in, and, and these folks knew, they don't know our language. How can they do this? And they were saying, God is good. You can't believe the miracles that he did for us. You can't believe what God has done to man. And, and they were telling the wonderful works of God. And, and these folks were, were blown away. Not only that, they were acting crazy. It was so incredible that the apostle Peter stood up with the other 11 apostles in agreement, stating Acts 2, verse number 14. But Peter, standing up with the 11, lifted up his voice and said unto them, Ye men of Judea, and also that dwell at Jerusalem, let this be known unto you, and hearken to my words. You need to understand something very, very well. You need to be aware of something. I've been hearing some things that you're saying, but it's not right. Because he said this, for, you, for these are not drunken as you suppose. It's only about 9 o'clock in the morning. How could these be drunken? But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. The crowd was stunned by what they saw as Peter preached unto them Jesus Christ. He explained that Jesus, the Savior of the world, Jesus, the Messiah, had come, and he had been crucified to bring salvation and deliverance to all mankind. As Peter finished up that famous message on that day with the 11 other apostles standing beside him, as he finished up somebody and other somebodies until they begin to cry out, what must we do? What must we do? And these famous words, this famous declaration that we use so well, that we know so well, in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38, then Peter said to them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you and to your children and all those afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall call 2,000 years ago if it was a million years ago if it was a hundred years ago the word of God is still true and the presence of God is moving in the house this day. Hallelujah hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I believe that something is getting ready to happen in the sanctuary. There's an outpouring that is being loosed because we are not studying a historical le lesson per se, but we are understanding what has been loosed and continues to be loosed in this day. Something is about 
to happen. Something miraculous is about to move. It's like the atmosphere is changing. And when you began to study weather, we know that when there are two atmospheric systems that began to meet one another, there was something that is getting ready to be torn apart. There was a storm that is getting ready to happen, and there was going to be an outpouring. And so I feel like that there was an atmospheric need that is in the house, and there was a spiritual atmospheric move that is in the house. And if you can position yourself into the presence of God, here's what I know. If, if the physical could ever mirror the supernatural, when those two atmospheric conditions began to meet, that there was getting ready to be a storm, there was getting ready to be an outpouring. So if you position yourself, there is going to be something that's going to happen in the sanctuary. There's going to be a move that's going to happen. Not only were tongues to be a sign of the infilling but there was another sign that was going to come to the church. And don't get me wrong. I love tongues. Holy Ghost is necessary unto salvation. But there was an effect that was supposed to happen because of the infilling. Luke chapter 24 verse number 49. Luke who's also the writer of Acts. He records these words that Jesus spoke. And behold I send the promise. So everyone say the promise. The promise of my Father unto you, but tarry ye in Jerusalem until you be endued with power. Everyone say power. So there's a promise. And with that promise is to come great power. Jesus also foretells of this power that is to come in Mark chapter 16, verse number 17. And these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. They shall cast out devils. Uh, that, uh, that's not just uh, an accident. That isn't a power and an authority that is loose upon someone who has the promise residing inside of them. I've never actually prayed over someone and spoke a devil out of them. But I have felt that those spiritual things began to move into my home and wake me up in the middle of the night. And it doesn't matter what I say, but when I say in the name of Jesus... You have no authority in my home in the name of Jesus. And as I get up out of my bed, because somehow thinking it doesn't seem to work, but when I begin to mouth the words and I say in the name of Jesus, you have no authority here in the name of Jesus. Fear be removed in the name of Jesus. You will not touch my children in the name of Jesus. You will not touch my family in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. And I feel a peace that washes over me. And I lay my head down on my pillow, and there's a peace and tranquility, and I sleep throughout the night. It's what my mama told me when I was growing up in the church. She said, Son, when you don't know what else to do, just call on the name of Jesus. And as a spirit filled child of God, when you know the name and you're filled with His Spirit, there was something supernatural that is going to be loose. There was something being loose in the sanctuary in Jesus' name. Every demon has to be leave this place in Jesus name there was peace there was liberty in Jesus name there so, I can't go on any farther for a moment there are some attacks of the mind right now and I speak under the authority of the name of Jesus there is a liberty and a peace that is being loosed into the very mind into the molecular cellular level that there is a peace that is being loosed that the spirits that try to attack and try to harm and try to confuse they no longer 
longer have authority in the name of Jesus. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, you can be seated. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover of the many things that we would knew that the comforter who the father shall send in his name in the name of Jesus one of the ways that we would know it would come is not just with the tongues that is the evidence of the infilling but there would be a trail of things that would follow them because they would be endued with power the promise comes with power aren't you thankful that the promise came with power he did not leave you weak he did not leave you powerless but he gave you authority and as soon as that outpouring happened when we get to the end of Acts chapter 2 verse 43 and fear came upon every soul and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles it was not only tongues but immediately that power was put into practice and there was something that began to happen the very next chapter acts 3 and 6 at the gate called beautiful silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth rise up and walk in acts chapter 5 and 12 and by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch in chapter 6 verse 8 and Stephen not an apostle just so you you don't get confused the promise and the power was not tied to the elect and for the spiritual few but it was anybody that had been filled with the presence of God and here it is Stephen a table waiter but he was full of faith and power somebody say power and did great wonders and miracles among the people. Saul on the way to Damascus heard the very voice of God and was blinded. And then Ananias laid hands on him and healed him and his eyes were open. In Acts chapter 16 verse number 25. Oh we love this one. And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises. I like to sing praises but don't forget the prayer either. There was some prayer that ever happened before the praises. I believe sometimes you've got to pray before you can praise. Sometimes you have to get into the presence of God before something is loosed. And the prisoners heard them. I read this this morning and it's like a light bulb went off. I think sometimes we're too, can- or, uh, we're too uh, uh, protective of our prayers and of our worship. But there were some prisoners that need to know that they can be set free. There was somebody that needs to know, hey, I'm locked up beside you, but I know a God who is able to deliver. I know a God who has authority. I believe that they're in this place. There's some people that have heard, maybe you don't understand, but there was a liberty that is happening. Verse number 26, and suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all, everyone say all, all the doors were open. And in case there was confusion about who they were referring to and everyone's, everyone say everyone. Everyone's bands were loosed. I believe that there can be a liberty in this place that everyone's bands can be loosed. I believe worship has already went forth. Prayer has already went forth. And I believe, I believe it in my soul that if you position yourself into the presence of God, that everyone who has a desire can leave this place with the bands that used to control them, that, that used to bind them, can be released. 
These things were recorded not just for history as already mentioned or just to show what happened. But there are some things that we understand. It was to let us know that this was the confirmation of the Old Testament. Every prophet who spoke of the things that were to come, we would know it. And so it was recorded. And also Jesus, all the things that he spoke in the Gospels. Now we know for sure that this is what's happening in the book of Acts. This is the promise. Everyone say promise of power. Everyone say power. This is a promise of power that was supposed to be loosed. And the other thing that we know that this was the birth of the church. And it documents what we can and should expect. The outpouring of healing and miracles did not end at the conclusion of Acts chapter 28. It still goes on today. And I've come to tell you, if you're going to try to convince me that miracles and healing no longer happen, you have come a day late and a dollar short. Because I've already seen what my God can do. I've seen some things, even at my age, I've seen some things. I've grown up in this. I've seen people fall out in the church that I grew up in. And they declared that he was dead. They were waiting for paramedics. And when you only need, when minutes count, they're just, you know, seconds count, they're minutes away. They did everything that they could good. And he was probably 10 or 15 minutes. The nurses that were there said, no heartbeat, no breathing. But there was a church that began to pray. There was a church. There was even some worshipers on the other side. And as probably a 10 or 11-year-old boy, I couldn't understand, except that there was somebody that had just died. But by the time the paramedics walked in the back door, that elderly gentleman set up and he stood up and he began to breathe his heart began to beat like it should and there was nothing wrong with him the paramedics checked him out he didn't want to go to the hospital he just figured this is a good place to be but they convinced him to go well what am I saying I've seen the dead raised back to life I've seen it right out here in our foyer where the dead was raised back to life I have seen cancers that have been removed I've seen diseases that have somehow vanished and the doctors say I don't know maybe we must have got it wrong I've come to tell you it is not by chance but that is part of the promise because the promise came with power the promise came with authority the promise is loosed in this place I believe that there was going to be an outpouring of the Spirit of the Holy Ghost in just a moment. And if you have come in this place and you say, I, I, I need a refilling of the Holy Ghost or I need the Holy Ghost for the first time, there, was going, to be an up, there is going to be an outpouring. I, I don't care if you struggled with it. There's going to be such a liberty when you step into, if you will step into this place, there was going to be such a liberty that as you lift up your hands, you are going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And there are other things. There's healing that is going to be loosed. And there are miraculous that is other things other than healing that is going to be loosed here in a moment. But there are some that would say, explain it to me. I haven't seen miracles happen. And you, you yourself admit, Jason, that there are some things that you have prayed for that have not happened. I like to go ahead and put in yet. They're still breathing. You know what I shared Wednesday night, 10 years or so of praying for that one prayer. And I prayed it for the last time last Sunday night as Chad was filled with the precious gift of the Holy Ghost and delivered from addiction of drugs. Hey, let me tell you, you can say it hasn't happened and it seems like it's getting worse. But I know my God is able. But you yourself admit there are some things you pray for in miracles. That proves that miracles have ceased. Explain it to me, Pastor Jason. I kind of feel like the, the blind man who Jesus healed and the religious elite tried to gather around him 
And almost like they were trying to take their, his miracle from him and begin to, how could this be? And you can't do that. And it's on the set. All these things. And finally, he just had enough. And he said, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I can't explain it, but this one thing I know, when I got up this morning, I could not see, but as of this moment, I can see. How can you explain it? I can't explain everything, but this one thing I know, I have seen enough that, to know my God is still a healer. I've seen enough to know that my God still delivers. I've seen enough to know that my God still answers. But if you want the word... Mark already read it, said that these signs shall follow them that believe. Do I have any believers in the house? I believe the word of God. I can't explain it. I, he's, uh, he's a sovereign God. I can't explain it all, but I believe the word of God. And John records Jesus' words. says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also. And greater. Everyone say, and greater. I have a hard time saying those words because Jesus did some amazing things that I've not even seen. But Jesus' words also said, and greater, greater works than these shall he do. Because I go unto my Father, and whosoever ye shall, or whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. It's because the promise came with power. It was not just tongues. That's the sign. But there were some things that were to follow the believer. Well, Jason, how do you, Pastor Jason, how do you know that it's for me? Pastor already read it, and I know there's some Bible quizzers that know it really, really well. How do you know the promise is for me? Question number 10 is a quotation completion question worth 20 points. Ready question. Quote, Acts chapter 2, verse 39. Anybody? No? I know it right, Jaytree. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Hallelujah. How do you know the promise that Jesus said comes with power is for you? Because the word of God said, for the promise is unto you and to 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 you. And where does it stop? He said, and to your children and to your children that are to come and to your children 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 how do you know that the power of the promise is still real for he said it's for you and your children even as many as the Lord our God shall call as we all stand in this place 
come on just for a moment let the spirit of God move in this place for a moment let's just be apostolic I believe there was something there was a wave of the spirit we're going to proceed here in just a moment but just for a moment let's season this place with worship it's alright if tongues began to break forth it's okay to step into the spirit for just a moment Oh, yes. Ah, let it rain in this place. Let it rain in this place, Jesus. It's not my words. It's his. For the promise is unto you and to your children. All those that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. The promise of the infilling, yes, but also a power and authority. So I, I, I'm going to open this up here. Hear me real quick. Uh, I just want to know so that as we begin to minister, we can move, do so uh, with ease and there's no confusion. But if you need to be endued with the, not just the power, but the infilling of a spirit, you've not received the gift of the Holy Ghost, or maybe it's just been a while, not saying you're back, but just Pastor Jason, I just need a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I want you to come very, very quickly right to this front here, just for it very, very quickly, right here to the front. You can start to move. If, if, if you are in need of healing, if you are in need of healing, right here to your right, my left, I just want you to filter in right here. If you are in need of healing, uh, some sort of physical need that is in your body, healing right here. And then anything that is other than healing. So anything in the miraculous, you just need a supernatural uh, touch from God. Maybe there's deliverance that needs to happen in your family. Uh, this is that area right here. So once again, if you need a fresh outpouring or initial infilling of the Holy Ghost, right here, front and center. If you need healing in your body, right here. And then if there are any other things that the just in a supernatural move of God, it's not necessarily healing, but you need a divine touch in your family, something miraculous done. I want you right here. Come on, very, very quickly. This altar is open. We're getting ready to minister. It is Pentecost Sunday. The Holy Ghost is already moving in this place. It's getting ready to be an outpouring again. Oh, come on. All right. I need some spirit-filled children of God to, to filter in behind some of these people. I don't want you to pray some weak prayer, but I want you to speak faith. You're being endued with power from on high. And so I want you to speak with authority. I want you to speak under the power of the name of Jesus. I want you to speak that there will be healing in the bodies of those that are sick. That there will be a breakthrough that begins to happen. I pray right now for healing. I pray 
pray God that you bind every affliction in the name of Jesus I take authority over every sickness I take authority over every disease not by my will or by my might but by the name of Jesus and I pray that healing is loose right now I pray that there was an outpouring of the Holy Ghost I pray Lord right now God that there was a fresh infilling of your spirit yes that's it right now let the Holy Ghost be loose yeah yeah la 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 la